thank you um, so much for inviting uh, me along this morning. It's a real privilege um, to be here. I do know a couple of people here, Laura, of course, and MJ. Um, um, but it's wonderful to, to be along here this morning. My name is Jill Perslow, and I'm the team leader for Camden's um, Homeless and Marginalised team. And, um, yeah, we have been based in Camden now for sort of two and a half years or so and I guess you know the, the first thing to say especially on the back of, of, of all that you have already obviously um, been talking about um, over the weekend is that you know we we come on the back of missionaries who have been in the area for some for some time so it's not as though we, we're going in sort of cold um, into an area you know missionaries have actually been working in, in the Canton area for for, for many years, um, and, and we sort of we sort of come into the area, but with with a new sort of approach to coming alongside local churches to meet um, the needs of the local community. So our vision is to see a growing and flourishing church in our city that's envisioned, equipped, and enabled to share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ with the least reached communities in London. It's a big vision, um, but we, we, serve, we serve a big God. And, um, yeah. Um, and we, I guess, you know, why, why do we do this? And why, um, I mean, London City Mission has been going for sort of about 108, 187 years now and has always been very well connected um, with, with churches. And um, um, churches do just like, we within the church do wonderful work often with um with the students and with professionals but um uh, there are one in three londoners actually one in two londoners i should say it's it's got it's kind of uh, become got worse if you like uh, which is about 3.5 million people who don't have a christian friend who, and who who won't hear the gospel um, or be invited into church and that's about 3.5 million people and we know that these are these people are particularly those on on the margins um, and we also know and I'm sure Jason has talked about this as well that it's too much to do on 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 your own um, how can we work together um, collaboratively and use the gifts and experience that we have um, to reach those and, and, and serve God's, God's purposes. And this is us. We are a small um, team of three, myself um, uh, on the left, and that's Petra Zimmerman in the middle um, and Amanda Lee Chilly uh, on the right. And um, between us, we have uh, a, a lot of experience of street outreach. We have a lot of experience <laughs> of working um, with the street homeless. Um, Amanda was one of the original street pastors, for example. Petra has worked for many years with All Souls, uh, All Souls at Langham Place in their Aslan um, ministry to the, to the homeless. Um, and, yeah, I, that's this slide. We won't go into the details of this slide, but um, basically, you know, there's a, the, the homeless data is telling us that the, that the needs on the street are, be, are increasing. And um, you can see there that the figures 
from from this year show that there there is it, it's it's a worsening situation on the streets, and we are starting to notice that as well. We're starting to notice more young people on the streets, and where we are working with a couple of churches who run food banks, we're also starting to notice that people who are coming to the food banks um, who are struggling with the cost of living. And, um, and so it's not just people who are actually street homeless. And I, I think another thing that, uh, just to mention as well, is that when we are talking about the street, when we're talking about street, uh, the homeless, we're, we're not just talking about um, those who we see on the streets, we're talking about those who are surf, sofa surfing, those who are um, in hostels, and there's there's a great increase um, as people uh, are starting. More and more people are starting to slip through the cracks. But also, we see a greater number of mental health issues. We're seeing a greater number of people who are marginalised. You know, what does it mean to be marginalised? You can be marginalised for all sorts of different reasons. Marginalised by wrong decisions that you have made in your life which 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 cause you to to be more sort of on the on the edge of society maybe that is through mental health issues um even the elderly um you know are often living in in isolation on estates with with nobody to talk to and also also um ethnic communities um, we're seeing a lot of asylum seekers and and refugees coming into the city and there are a lot there's a big population in, in camden itself and these people are really at the bottom of the pile in terms of uh, relationally um, friendship wise and um, yeah just everything to do with their mental health and and just their status in the city and it grieves us doesn't it as Christians that people um, live this way you know it's not God's design um, for us as 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 individuals and um, yeah, the reason for the statistics, it does highlight that, but it's also just the reminder that we're, we're all created um, in God's image and um, our heart is, is really to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this, to try to um, uh, equip ourselves to uh, walk alongside those people and um, yeah, be Christ, show Christ-like love to people who are on, on the margins. Each of these people is, is a statistic and, and loved by, by, by God. So we've, um, this, this is a shot that you might recognize of Camden. <laughs> and I think, I, I, I'm sure I've already heard you saying that um, obviously there's a big diversity across Camden, like it is a super diverse borough. I guess I don't really um, need, need to, to tell you that, um, but, Behind all of the facades of gentrification that have gone on around the King's Cross and Camden area and throughout the borough, I mean, it's a huge, um, it's, it's a very big borough. And so you, you have got a lot of um, different demographics represented within it. But I think just on the back of what Tom was saying up here, you know, obviously you can look out at the area that you're in and see on the surface um, that everything is looking is looking pretty good but like every typical place in London you are always going to have pockets of deprivation um, poverty there may be um, social housing where people are much more um, isolated and most importantly they are going to be the people who who don't have that Christian friend and Christian input 
sort of um, into their life. So Camden has now the second highest level of rough sleepers um, in London. And Westminster, with whom we're also doing um, quite a bit of work, has the highest level of rough sleeping now um, in the country. And um, as I mentioned, you know, there are the hidden homeless who are in hostels and, and sofa surfing. And actually within Camden, there is one of the most deprived estates sort of in, in, in the country. Um, and, it's, and it's big and it sits kind of just behind um, um, King's Cross. So people there struggling with high unemployment, low levels of English, loneliness, isolation, and also um, hotels um, for refugees and asylum seekers. Um, so as a team, we have been um, partnering with a couple of churches in Westminster and a church also in Camden. Um, and um, we've, one, of the, one of the things we've been doing is we've been going out on the doors in that particular, um, on that particular estate and also um, through our partnership with Westminster Chapel on a local estate or a local Peabody estate close to them. So here I am um, out uh, on the doors and just on the back of, of, um, of, what, of what Tom was saying as well, I just think that um, um, what we've learned from Westminster Chapel, for example, is that that Peabody estate um, that has been a place where missionaries have actually served there over, over a long period of time. A lot of prayer has been um, going into uh, that estate as well. But we realise as well that at the time, you know, the, um, the time is ripe actually for us to be sharing our faith in that area. Many people are living in very constrained situations so there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of insecurity and a lot of questions about um, faith when I first started going on the doors when I first joined London City Mission a few years ago um, we felt like it was quite sort of hard ground in that it was more difficult to sort of have the conversations whereas now um, you know yes sometimes doors do close but it's amazing how often a conversation can open up and really, you are just being a presence on behalf of that church on, on the estate. You're going out, you're taking information about the church that you want to share. You introduce yourselves as being from that church and you're just asking after um, those people. You know, how are you doing? You want to build those relationships in the first instance. And maybe there are events that you can um, invite, invite people into um, on behalf of the church. But you're also looking at an area which is, you can maybe visit those doors um, maybe three or four times over the course of a year. And you can go and um, be a presence on that estate when the weather gets better and you can actually be, um, be there and, and start to recognise people and people start to recognise you. You can organise, you're going to have to intentionally go out um, because of, you know people are people are not necessarily going to be coming in, so it is quite an intentional move for you to sort of go out there. But you know there are opportunities. We had a sort of um, we had a carol service on one of the estates. We've had um, a sort of light uh, a light event around um, Halloween, which involved families where. Um, the, the children can be involved as well. We're, we're looking ahead to Easter now with a sort of 
gospel-focused Easter egg hunt. So, um, um, so this is um, around King's Cross and um, all around and, and through Camden, there are a lot of people um, on the streets. And I guess it's just uh, thinking about how does that person actually feel? You know, um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people walking past them every single day. And this was uh, 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 actually an, an, an actress who sort of took this part and then sort of reported back on her experiences um, of, 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 of what that had been like. And just, um, just the feeling of being completely anonymous and just, uh, and, and just having this sea of humanity going past her every, every single day and just feeling hopeless, feeling ignored, sometimes being spat at, sometimes having things, um, you know, um, things thrown at you. Um, you know, people can be really, really cruel and really harsh. But the person who kind of sits down uh, um, with her and talks to her, um, yeah, will have a, to, to have a listening ear is, is almost like the first sort of step into sort of creating a, a connection, which may lead to uh, conversation. Um, just thinking about um, the street outreach, so we do um, some work with, uh, with another church on a Sunday where we go to um, uh, a park, a local, a local park, and we know that, the, that there, are, there are homeless in the park, there are other people as well, and we're taking volunteers from the church out um, to, to connect with them. And I think the reason for starting the street outreach was because you see the need. So again, you know, looking around at, at where your church is or where your local community is, are there people on the street who you would, who you would like to go and connect with? Um, in this particular case, there are quite a number who congregate in the park. And so we've started to uh, do that. We've been doing that for quite a few few months now. And over that time, we've had the great joy of being able to, um, yeah, hand out uh, John's Gospels. We've been able to um, share our faith with, with, with many. We've been able to invite um, several into church. We have um, a couple of guys who are now coming along regularly. And... Um, that is that is a great joy to see, and it's also a great a great um, yeah, it's a great way of discipleship for us, kind of within the church. What does that actually look like once somebody starts to starts to come in? Um, and um, sometimes, you know, these uh, people are very long term entrenched on the streets, and you know, we often cannot um, help them maybe practically. You know, there are situations in which people are not necessarily going to um, uh, change their lifestyle, but but we've seen a change in them, and uh, they they come along to the services. They've one guy has even started coming along to the midweek Bible studies now. So um, it's a journey, and we're very um, yeah. So we're very privileged to to go to go along. So some of the things which for people, um, for volunteers who, um, who want to serve in this area, um, yeah, we, we, we just put together some, some training um, for, for, for them just in terms of 
always going out in pairs, keeping yourself safe. You don't, you don't take risks in that, but you do go out joyfully. You do go out prayerfully. You, you know, prayer is absolutely fundamental. In fact, we prayer walked around that area for quite a long, for, for quite a while before we started the actual, the actual outreach itself. And just thinking about, um, you know, the sorts, the sorts of questions um, that you might ask. Obviously, you're not going to be asking about necessarily about work and things like that, but just keeping questions open, talking about the weather, talking about things which, which will give a chance to open up and listening. Um, don't necessarily expect to sort of be sharing the gospel straight away, being sensitive to that, um, but maybe just especially where sometimes you're aware that maybe you won't see these guys again, um, of maybe just leaving them with something, you know, particularly a small, a small gospel or something like that, a small, uh, the St. John's gospel. So this is some more work that we've been doing with, um, with Westminster Chapel, and that's Petra there on the left, and um, Craig is the outreach uh, work, the community worker there. So one of the things which um, as, uh, that they've been doing and other churches are talking about doing is just thinking through, you know, how can we open up, can we open up our church? What resources do we have to be able to connect, um, to be able to invite people in? You know, maybe you could... Um, uh, organize like a community meal or um, something practical along along these lines that you can actually invite people into and it, it is a great joy to to be able to do that if you have the resources to do it simply because it, it often especially when you're speaking when you're um, engaging with people from different cultures you know that's often an area around food, which which they really do miss out on. They're missing their families. Um, they they don't have those friendships and they don't have those family groups. And hospitality is wonderful, isn't it? Um, but sometimes it's also great to actually give people an opportunity to show you hospitality as well. So if you've got somewhere that that they, they can maybe produce a, a, a meal or extend hospitality to you. That's a really great way of um, connecting with people and um, yeah, helping, helping them to feel, feel a part of a family and a part of a community. So at, uh, in, that, in that particular instance, um, people are actually coming along to a food bank and they're being invited in to a, what we're calling a chomp and chat. So it's literally just like a drop-in. We have a gospel message within there or a discussion forum. And it's been a real uh, joy. It's called a warm space and it's warm for, for, for different reasons. It is warm and it's been warm throughout the winter, but it's also warm in terms of the warmth of our hearts um, sort of extending um, towards, uh, extending out. And I think... I think one of the things that is that we're all learning, aren't we? I think you mentioned it um, sort of earlier on that, um, you know, we are all we're all in a sort of learning um, phase. You know, we're all on a journey um, with this and you and you do make mistakes and you do have to uh, be relying on each other. But maybe that is something that as a church, it would be would be possible to do to extend a, a warm welcome like that we'd be very happy to come along and and talk to you about that more if that is something um, that you would be interested um, in doing so listening well and building the connections um, we've had several people 
come along to that warm space now who have started to come into the church. And the reason I mentioned that is because it's a big step. So I think also, you know, if you put yourself in the shoes of people for whom maybe even the sight of a, of a really um, smart church um, can be off-putting, you know, people feel, might feel judged or, um, yeah, just uncomfortable about even, even stepping in. I mean, to be honest, that was my experience when I went to, to church for the first time, which was 20 years ago. Um, I came to Faith at All Souls. And, um, you know, when I was invited to a Christianity Explore course, I was, I was like, I'd never really, I hadn't really been into a church particularly. And, um, you know, I mean, All Souls is a very welcoming church, but when I first kind of walked in, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, everything just looked, everything looked great and everybody looked really sorted. And I think we do need to sort of be sensitive to that as well and just maybe see ourselves as helping people to take that step you know we're take, we take we need a stepping stone don't we to sort of step out from where we are towards people and people on the margins need a stepping stone as well to sort of come come into the church so just thinking about that in terms of what that looks like as we as we um engage in pe with people i think that the um you know that warm space has been has 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 been really good from that point of view because once those relationships are going and they you they've got you you're familiar with each other and there are familiar faces then that makes it a lot easier to sort of then um move into into the into the church environment um and just um yeah just remembering that um I think we mentioned earlier, you know, love is love is practical. Um, and so, you know, this is a sort of expression of our love, isn't it? And, and trying to help people um, to, to feel included. Also thinking about um, resources in, in different languages. I think that's really important as well. You know, in um, across Camden, there's something like 150 different languages are spoken in the schools. And on the streets, what we're seeing is you've got a lot of people from different communities. In particular, uh, we have engaged through the outreach with Houston and also um, through um, All Souls Serve the City through the Aslan outreach with Romanian families and Romanian communities. That is something which is very much um, on our heart. So we, we are part of a ministry called Sleep Site Visiting where we, um, the volunteers get up very early in the morning on a Saturday and go out to where uh, rough sleepers are actually sleeping. So around Westminster and into the, Euston, into the Euston area. So along Tottenham Court Road, along Warren Street, around Oxford Street. Many of these um, people are sleeping in the shop doorways. And the department stores allow, allow them to do it, um, provided that they you know, don't cause any trouble. So um, if we get there at sort of like five or five, five in the morning, they will probably just be waking up because they have to move. So they can't be there obviously once Oxford Street starts to get going. So um, we, uh, All Souls have started a ministry, uh, the sleep site visiting ministry where we read and meditate on a psalm of lament before actually going out. Because in the end, we want, you know, our heart is to see the, the word of God actually 
um, coming into their, into their hearts as well. And it's been quite amazing. I mean, there was actually something which was started during lockdown because of the, because of the impossibility of actually going out and engage, you know, engaging they, where they were inviting people into um, community meals and that wasn't possible. So um, this, this was something which really took the word of God out um, to, to the guys sleeping on, on the streets. And um, so they, they go, um, started to, to sort of recognise people there, um, take information out about the church, but also ask them um, if, if, we, if we can pray for them. And that's really something which is so important as well. It's very unusual for people to actually refuse prayer. <coughs> And it's a great chance, obviously, to really um, bring the Holy Spirit um, into, into their hearts um, and, and also hopefully start a, a, a bigger conversation. So that ministry, uh, what we have noticed is that there are a lot of um, yeah, Romanian families in particular. And once they've got up, they, uh, they then stash their cardboard boxes and things, cardboards in, uh, in bushes around Cavendish Square, and, and then go. And uh, we would really love to see, so this is really a prayer point, that we would really um, love to see. Uh, we're trying now to connect with, uh, there are a couple of Romanian churches in London, so we are hoping to be able to, to engage with them, to collaborate. You know, we are one body within the church, and wouldn't it be amazing if the church could kind of collaborate like that across different uh, cultures and ethnicities and um, we don't our Romanian isn't too good and um, Google Translate really doesn't work brilliantly when you're kind of you know six o'clock in the morning trying to sort of trying to sort of look things up um, again you know an opportunity to be able to invite some of those guys maybe into a, a shared community space to be able to talk to them more easily about where they are coming from, what their stories are, uh, that, that, that would be a real prayer point. We do have some Romanian, a uh, couple of Romanian missionaries at, at London City Mission. We're trying to sort of bring that together. So, um, so that's a real, a real prayer point as well. Um, I, you mentioned earlier about how, um, you know, making sort of journeying towards it being a community and um, I just, yeah, this is so, it's so important, isn't it? We know that there is a cost to following Jesus. And sometimes we can do, we, do, we feel out of our depth. I mean, I, know I do almost every day. But actually, you know, this is the right way to feel, isn't it? I'm looking at Jason, who's my director of ministry, so I have to. <laughs> of course, we do feel out of our depth in these things. You know, we get it wrong. And, um, and it can be overwhelming. We need Jesus. Um, um, to help us. So when it comes to befriending, when it comes to thinking about what that looks like to walk, walk alongside people on the margins like this, um, don't expect instant success. I mean, it could happen. God is great and God is good. But actually, um, we need to be prayerful. We need to be prepared for the, some demands on our time. And we need to make sure, you know, we're not um, um, carrying the burden um, alone. And sometimes you do need professionals. I mean, we're not professionals. Um, we don't want to be, you know, our good intentions to sort of um, lead to mistakes. So it's good to know where, where to signpost people. But we can be friends and we, we can help people 
to get the professional support um, that they need. And we do have the gospel, um, which is the best news um, that, 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 that they're going to, to hear. Um, scripture tells us that it's no accident um, that, that, you know, there is this, this movement of people and we've been thinking, we've been thinking a lot about the um, refugees and and asylum seekers who are um, uh, in in the Camden Borough. We've connected with one hotel in particular, which is the Britannia Hotel. It's a, it's at Primrose Hill, um, and there they are housing about 120 single men who are refugees and asylum seekers. Some of them have been waiting for their um, uh, applications to process for, for literally like over a year. And um, uh, across the mission, we have um, had, the, you know, had the privilege of being to <coughs> connecting with some, quite a few of these hotels. In some cases, the um, communities are mixed so they may be families. So there have been there have been uh, groups um, in the East End who who have groups of missionaries who have worked with local churches to uh, take activities and things um, into those hotels. Um, and we um, in Camden we have agreement to uh, go in and offer um, services uh, to 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 the to the people who are in these hotels. So the Britannia Hotel is definitely single men, and there are a couple of, of other hotels that I'm aware of that we haven't actually connected with yet, who um, are, are more are more mixed. Um, yeah, so we would we would love to be able to go and introduce ourselves. Um, again to the Britannia Hotel we, we haven't been back there for a while because the uh, and and also the other hotel so maybe that's something which which would be on the heart of people to to get involved in um, it could be as simple as uh, well simple it could just be befriending there are language issues from what I know um, that there is some that some of them do do speak English and there are some Christians amongst them as well in fact um, and the manageress is very open to, to the faith side of things. That's not a problem. Um, but really, these guys just need uh, uh, friends. Um, and they need activities. They don't have any money. They can't go very far. Um, so they're not sort of, you know, going off to all sorts of different parts of London. They tend to be sort of um, very local, um, wandering around sort of um, in, in that area. They're also quite crushed. Um, some of them have very difficult stories of trauma and it's also quite traumatic I think for them to see um, some of them have been there for a long time so but then others might come in and then their their applications for whatever reason get processed a lot more quickly and um, but they're they're still kind of waiting behind so that's that's an area which we we connected with we know of the work which is going on across the mission with other hotels, um, as I mentioned, especially in the, in the east. And, and yeah, we would love to be able to have an opportunity to, to get closer um, to, to some of those guys. Um, yeah, I think I think that's... It's time to yeah. reflect and then to pray in yes. response to what you said, yeah. which, is really, which is really helpful. Thank you.